Welcome to the Marketing for Business podcast. This is your host, Scott Wilson. Brent Selwyn, hey, welcome to the Marketing for Business podcast. Thank you. Happy to be here with you. Yeah, look, I'm... Uh We've known each other for a while, uh, lucky enough to do uh, the marketing here at, at KT Law. You're obviously the managing partner and, you know, you've um, been in this firm now, how, how long have you been? Seven and a half years. Yeah, and previously before that, you've been in, uh, in other firms that we've obviously dealt with as well. Yep. One thing I really wanted to talk to you today about was um, probably you're the, the second lawyer, although you're actually the first, but now I know another one who actually understands marketing to some degree as a lawyer. It's kind of mm. not... Uh, not seen in, in, in the law industry as far as I've uh, been around it. So um, firstly, let's, we'll, we'll get to that. I really want to go a wee bit deeper on that. But um, tell us about uh, how you got into law and, and how did you end up here at KT Law? Getting into law was a total accident because I went to university at the age of 23 and uh, I didn't really know what to do. And I had two mates doing first year law. So I yep. thought, oh, yeah, that'll be OK. Yeah. But I thought I won't pass law, so I'll do Psych 104, the continuing psychology <laughs> paper. Because yeah. when I fail law, I'll carry on Yeah. <laughs> with that. And um, So and no pressure from family or anything to get into law like some people have and all that kind none, of carry on? None whatsoever. In fact, I'm the only person in my, this generation of my family to actually go to uni. Wow. And uh, in fact, on the contrary, when I left school, I uh, was going to go straight to university and I applied for one job with an insurance company. I got it and I said to my parents, I'm not going to take the job. And they told me, yes, you are. Yeah. That blue collar mentality that yep. I had to be a good boy and take the first job yeah, yeah. I was offered. So I suffered through that for four years, which is why I didn't go to uni until oh, wow. I was 21, 22. So, so you actually had to go get that job, and, and, and did you just not like it? Like you were? Oh, I was just impatient. I yep. worked for a company called Guardian Royal Exchange, GRE, for mm-hmm. four years, and I applied for an inspector's job as a raw 21-year-old in Palmerston North with yep. a car, and they said no, so I told them what they could do with their job, <laughs> politely. Classic. <laughs> so then you go, to, you go to university? Yeah, it was a, an unusual, unique career, because I did two years. I did 83, first-year law, 84 second year, yep. and then I went to England, 85, 86, wow. came back and did third and fourth year in 87, 88. Yep. So was, was that an OE or what was Yeah, that was an OE because in those days you had to get to England before the age of 27 if oh, you wow. wanted the dispensation. Yep. And I realised that if I did the degree, then first and foremost in my life would be to get a job and move on with career yeah. and I'd never do it. Yeah. And I always wanted, since I was a child, to do um, the OE yeah. experience to Britain. So I have no regrets with that. It yep. meant that I was 28 when I was admitted to the bar. Wow. And was that considered old? Is that considered, like, how does... It's funny. I was kind of the adult student compared to most of the yeah. people in my second, because remember, yep. in my first two years, yeah, yeah. I, oh, even then I was 22, and most of the people were 18, 19, fresh mm. out of high school. So, yeah, it, it was, I was kind of the adult student, and I gravitated to people of similar ilk. Yeah. And how does it? How does it look? You, you are now. You're like managing the partner. You're kind of running the business. You're you're growing the business with with the, with the team here. Um, when you look back of the that transition of how you've come through, um, you know, do you often look back and see how far you've come? Like as in in in, in yeah. as a business owner as well. I, I guess the title of managing partner is an official one. It's kind of a de facto one. But uh, Steve Bray and I have fallen into the role of yep. of managing the thing since our partner Stephen Kenangara retired. Um, it's been interesting because I've been, as you said at the outset, I've been interested in marketing for, mm. you and I would have met Big Cheese Lunches yeah. probably 12 years ago, yeah. if not longer. If not longer. And then there was the marketing course that you did, which we're probably going to talk about a bit. And um, I, so I've had a passion for it. 
Yeah. So much so, in fact, that in 2000 and... Yeah, it's quite some time ago, about 2011, 2012, I'd had a guts full of law. Yep. And I was thinking that I would move into a different area. Yeah. Which is part of the reason I did that course, to to reinvent myself and yeah. revitalise my interests yeah, in yeah, yeah. And I did all sorts of stuff that lawyers won't have ever yeah. thought about doing. And that's definitely some of the things I want to talk to you today, because you know you did some different things. Like you came along to the, to I think it was the marketing mastermind we have. And I remember uh, I've got a, a couple of photos I've seen recently of... Um, we had the group up in the Price Waterhouse um, building where That's where true. the firm was, and uh, th- yeah, that was uh, that was an interesting time, you know, when when obviously the earthquakes hit and stuff. And as a it, as I guess as Cantabrians, we're all looking around, going, "Hey, what do we do?" You know, and mm-hmm. and um, you always gravitated uh, how fast you were prepared to learn something uh, and then implement. And I, f- I found that interesting from a from a uh, a mindset point of view as well, right? Um, you were quick to, especially you know the likes of the SEO and the writing articles. You know, was that was that just because you were curious to maybe get out of law, or you were just being curious about what else you could do? Bit of a combination of both, actually. From that course, and that dates it actually because it was pre-earthquake, so yeah. I must have known you since two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Yeah. And I met some really good people through that. Yeah. I still keep in touch with Phil Benoit, who yep. came along to chat to us. Yep. And, and he taught me how to build WordPress websites, simple yeah. WordPress websites. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dennis McGrath, I met yeah. him through that, uh, who's still a friend to this day. Um, and some of the people that were at that course, Zane, Jody. Yeah. Um, Zane's still a client. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, those people, and then there are more. Obviously, Scotty was yeah. there with me, my mate Scott Miller. Um, keep in touch with quite a few of those people yeah. and have had ongoing learnings with them over the years yeah. some of them and it's been a lot of fun i mean i tried bloody things that lawyers would never do lumpy yeah. mail and, yeah yeah and direct marketing <laughs> just just cold calling sending stuff to people yeah out of the electoral role which is actually a bit of a no-no um but you know just sending stuff to people and and gee we had success out of that I yeah think. yeah one, one particular marketing campaign was about people perhaps having the the reality of having their home be sold to pay for their care if they went yeah. into rest home yeah. care. And we got something like about 7 or 8% of the people we sent yeah. information Which is to huge, right? came back to us. And then, yeah. you know, I think we turned maybe 2 or 3% of those into yeah. clients. And it yeah. was massive. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I guess that was the beautiful thing, you know, like always... Like, and I know when what we were teaching back in the day was around that direct response marketing, and we've mm. kind of morphed that now into direct response digital marketing, which is a which is you know, um, but but back in the day that you could you could get away with a lot of that stuff as far as you know people loved mm. getting something in the mail they they would respond to it because hardly anyone was doing it. You're probably even a better response today mm. um, because people just don't don't do any of that sort of stuff anymore. Well, after Phil taught me a little bit about where. Uh, WordPress websites and, and gave me a wee cheat sheet. I, bu- I built a website, which I've still got to this day, called conveyancinglawyer.co.nz. Yeah. And I became for a while my own best referrer <laughs> because I was getting so many leads out of that. I don't know how, but I stumbled my way up to consistently number two or three yeah. and go on page one. Yeah. And it only fell away when I had someone who I won't name rebuild it for me and make a total <laughs> ass of it. Yeah. Um, you probably should rebuild it again yourself. I'm thinking about rebuilding it uh, with someone else. Yeah. Who I, you know, so, yeah. Yeah. I haven't done that yet because there's a bit of money involved. But, yeah. But I enjoyed that and, and it, it still exists to this day. 
the, the beautiful part of obviously you know, learning then implementing and I find uh, you know I always found it like the people that came along to that obviously have done quite well over the years you know it was uh, with some really good I guess uh, principles that they learnt uh, mm-hmm. which I think you know when it comes to marketing these days maybe some of the principles aren't really being um, captured by, by some business owners what was your what was your um, interest in marketing? What, when you thought about, hey, I'm going to reinvent myself, why did you think of marketing? Was there any particular reason? It just struck me that lawyers and, and my previous firm tended to be like this. They didn't really think about putting their name out there while they were really, really, really busy. And yeah. that's when you should be doing it. Because yeah. now, for example, in a time when lawyers are probably having a slightly tougher time, yeah. this firm is still doing really well. Yes, we're a wee bit quieter than yeah. last year. Um, well, it's funny because we're actually ahead turnover-wise of where we were last year, yeah. but because we invested in a few new people, yeah. it's costing us a little bit more to produce the same result. But I think still we made the right decision. Yeah. By uh, So it was just, I think for me, it was about thinking there must be a way of doing this slightly outside the box, thinking, yeah. thinking outside the square yeah. and doing what other lawyers don't do. And, and more people now do the digital marketing that yeah. we started doing with you yeah. seven years ago. Yeah. This firm and before that, my previous firm for a wee yeah. while, although I think they fell away. Yeah. Um, and I think we were probably leading, you know, we were one of the industry leaders getting in, into it when we did. Yeah, totally. You were, you were way before before your time as far as anyone else. You know, what I had conversations with other other firms and, that, and they were like, yeah, well, they don't need it. It's word of mouth. You know, we're this and we're that. What they failed to realise is there are a whole bunch of young people under there, mm-hmm. that, and a whole bunch of new people that they're actually missing missing out on. And to some degree, you know, those those firms are getting pigeonholed a wee bit because they have an older client base, etc. They don't actually know how to target the newer people. But also, a lot of it comes down to you know consistency of message plus frequency of reach to create relevancy. And if you have a consistent message and you're out there with frequency of reach, people get to know, like, and trust you. Um, and, and that's the, really the, the, the power of marketing and, mm. and you know, having the ability to pe- more and more people to know you, you know, so more people can actually do business with you. Yeah, and you're right that a lot of our work comes from direct referral from yeah. mortgage brokers or accountants or financial planners. Mm. But that's one traditional area. And as you say, a lot of lawyers just rest on their laurels that that's where their work comes yeah. from. But there are other sources of, uh, you um, told me about a book once that I bought, and well, you maybe bought for me actually, called Building a Story Brand, yeah. I think it was something like that. Yeah, Donald Miller. And, and, you know, creating that story brand about brand awareness. Yeah. And I've, I've been a disciple of that ever since I met you. Yeah. And, um, and I still think to this day, I can't exactly pin a number on it, but, you know, this firm's turnover has almost doubled since yeah. I started here. Yeah. And I'm not taking credit for that because yeah. the size of the firm's yeah. um, increased as well. But, you know, the, it's got to be something to do with it. Yeah. And also, I've always taken the view that we're better to use you guys and the yeah. service that you offer us than yeah. to go out and employ someone for 80 grand a year to have on our staff. Yeah. They would have to be a very versatile person. Yeah. And I think that's the struggle. I was talking to someone the other day about it, and they're like, oh, you know, I could get someone to do this. And I'm like, well, you, you can't get them to do uh, Google Ads and SEO and Facebook and, uh, content and Instagram content and ads, mm-hmm. uh, and then know about SEO and know about all this other stuff, Google My Business Local. They, if that person exists, I guarantee I'll be hiring them faster than you. 
and, and, and I know they don't exist, right? Well, even if I could find one, I doubt whether I'd actually get them for the number I just mentioned. No, you wouldn't. Um, yeah. and, and that's the problem, whereas you guys have got people that do all of this for, and I don't hesitate to say on this podcast that, you know, that for me works perfectly. Yeah. Um, I know that we give the content and it just gets stripped out regularly. We don't have to ask about something going out for Easter or Matariki or whatever the occasion is. It just happens. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a lot of stuff that happens in the background too, ads running and all that sort of stuff. So your brand's yep. always in front of people. Um, yeah, and and it's like I guess you know uh, a lot of people. You know, and interesting talking to some people the other day about marketing and really understanding the numbers and you know what it costs. You know what it costs to get a client. Why are you you advertising here? Do you know actually how much you're prepared to pay to have that client on board? Mm. And just working some of those numbers back. I know early on that was the, some of the stuff we did is to really understand those numbers. Uh, from a marketing perspective, is that is that something that has given you confidence over the years? Absolutely, because I can remember those discussions about the lifetime value of a client and what you're prepared to spend to get that client. Yeah, and uh, and there's a lot of relevance to that still. To you know, if we secure a brand new client from a referral or from Google or from Facebook or Instagram or wherever, the reality is that if you look at it over the lifetime of that client's work with your firm, that's it's significant. Yeah. And the overall spend to secure that client isn't that significant no. in the big scheme of things. And you've got to be prepared to spend it. Yeah. And that's a mindset though, right? You've got to have a growth mindset. And I think uh, that's one thing I noticed from all our good clients who have been with us a long time. They have a growth mindset. They're, and they're, even talking to them on these podcasts, they're prepared to back themselves because they have a quality product. And they know uh, if you've got a if you've got a quality product and you prepare to back yourself, then you do it with marketing because you get more more people get to know you. And they know, like, and trust you, so they'll do business with you. Yeah, it's been a big part of my mindset here is to just keep at it and be consistent. Like, I don't want to pick on my prior firm, but I know that they didn't keep at it. Yeah, I started with a hiss and a roar, and, yeah. and invested quite a lot of money in, in profile, and then yeah. just stopped when yeah. I left, I think, or even before yeah. I left. And that's when it drops off, right? It's... And to my mind, we we just keep it up because it's well, it's, it's cost effective for us. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and, it's, and as I, I just see it time and time again, it's really interesting the time we're in at the moment, right? You know, people talking, you know, obviously not talking, everyone's knowing it's high inflation, right? High inflationary, um, interest rates going up, you know, people are low unemployment, you know, people, there's a lot of a lot of pressures coming in on businesses. Um, and I know from dealing through the GFC, dealing through that recessionary period, through the earthquakes and then through COVID, the business owners that stick with the plan um, are the ones that come out the other side even stronger. You guys would have experienced that? Yeah, obviously we've been through a tough couple of years. That ultimately, ironically enough, ended up being not bad years for law firms yeah. because we were in one of those lucky industries where there was a lot of work. Yeah. But fundamentally, and that's a little bit off your question, but I think looking after your people was yep. fundamental. Totally. And we absolutely looked after our people yeah. by making sure that a lot of law firms um, paid their staff 80% yep. of their salary. Uh, we paid ours 100% mm. and took the cut ourselves. Not that I expected anyone to put the hat around for me, but you no. know, we made sure we looked after our people. Yep. We also didn't use, and I won't name names, but there were a couple of big firms around this town that used it as an excuse to offload people. Yeah. And we didn't make anyone redundant. Yeah. Haven't done while I've been here. Uh, and to me, that's important because the, then we've had the, the the reward of that yeah. by loyalty. Yes. Because uh, for three about three years, nobody left this firm. Yeah. Yeah. So so people realise, hey, this is a good place to work. People, they, once again, you got you've got our back. You know, like you actually backing yourself. 
um, and you know that hey, if you look after the people, everything everything's gonna gonna uh, flow down f- from that. And yeah, and also we're only a fourteen or fifteen year old firm, so you know it takes a while to build brand awareness and reputation. Yeah, and it's been quite important to me that we build the firm's reputation amongst yeah. the public and other law firms. Yeah, so that the firm is seen as a serious player, and um, you know I think we've succeeded in that. We're being noticed. Yeah. Totally, and and like a lot of people I talk to, you know, do know who who you are, you know, which is which is I think I think it's exciting because yeah, you know, there's not that many law firms in town that you kind of know who they are, right? Um, there's some big ones, but but as a you know, there's a lot of people in Christchurch, and there's a lot of you know, there's a lot of people that need your services, right? Mm. Um, so you've done a good job with your profile. And the um, thing is, we know what we want to be too. Yeah, like I will name some firms. We don't want to be a Dunn Cottrell or yeah. a Chapman Trip. That's yeah. not what we want to be. Yeah. We don't want to act for councils and health authorities yeah and those are great firms but we want to be a really really top regarded private client firm yeah and i think we're getting there yeah and also look i think i uh, the approach i remember coming and meeting you guys the first day or you wanted us to get involved in the marketing and it was like i remember saying to to olivia who who's a business partner with me and she said these guys don't wear ties (laughs) you know and and where that was a it was an interesting uh, takeaway from someone observing from the outside, I was like, "Yeah, they don't wear ties, do they?" You know, mm-hmm. where you go to other firms, it's a lot more stuffier. You know, the, you know, they're wearing a tie and it's all prim and proper. What was the attitude? What was the all the mindset thinking there? Well, for me, I moving firms for me partly was getting away from the new norms that lawyers are all introducing. Yeah, of KPIs and time recording and six minute yeah. units, and also that stuffy sort of expectation of lawyers to wear suits and ties yeah i've got some suits that i don't wear yeah um we tend to dress tidy casual every day here it doesn't reflect in the performance of the work hopefully no. uh, but and and also with our staff there's no real hierarchy so our staff you know the, there's no mr this or mr that in this yeah. firm it's just we treat everyone as equals and i think that's a really important part of our success yeah uh, a lot of our people if we were asked would speak very highly of us yeah. and the way we run the business. Yeah. And and do you think, you know, that's attracted um, certain people to you as well? Because you've grown over the years. I think so. And also there are a number of instances, without naming names, of people that have gone away from this firm and come back. Yeah. Gone to other firms and come back here. And I think that speaks volumes for the fact yeah. that they go away and see what it's like outside on the other side of the fence. True. Maybe the grass isn't necessarily greener. Yeah. Uh, and we're also, well... I've always been family oriented and it's important to me that you don't just talk the talk, yeah. that you walk the walk as yep. well. So, you know, it's really of paramount importance to me that if we've got young staff with young children, they can just go and go to the sports days and go to the swim sports and yeah. stuff. That's really important. And yeah. if they talk about it, we don't count leave if they want to go for a couple of hours to their kids' yeah. school sport. That doesn't have to be taken as half a day's leave. Yeah. They can just go. That's awesome. That's and a different mindset, right? It's, it's I think so because it's and if people want to duck off to a doctor's appointment, I mean, everyone has to do that from time yeah. to time. Do you find you get more loyalty because of that? I like to think so. Yeah. yeah. Like I say, recently we have had a couple of lawyers go to opportunities we can't offer. Yep. But just leaving for the sake of leaving because they don't like the business. Yeah. We literally haven't had anyone for about three years. Yeah. And even the people we do exit interviews, and even the people that have left have said that they enjoy the people, the culture, yeah. and the firm, but nice. we can't offer the particular opportunity they're looking yeah. for to further their career. And I understand that. Yeah. 
And that's a yeah, like it's very career driven um, environment law. Yeah. Um, how do you see like you're seeing you know, younger people coming through? And uh, I know we've we've talked to a number of people in the firm now around marketing and, and ideas and stuff like that. Do you see uh, the younger people you know wanting to get involved in marketing or wanting to, to to learn more? Yeah, I think I think the younger people definitely. I mean, probably more so than me as the one of the older statesmen of the firm. Um, I think most important. Thing that we've done in recent times, again, slightly off to off question, but is to think about the succession within the firm. Yeah. And we have intentionally gone for people that are much younger than Steve and myself, yeah. particularly. And those people are interested in how we get our business and where yeah. we get it from and how we. So they will continue on, I believe, even yeah. when the likes of Steve and myself are no longer here yeah. in the next decade or so. Um, those people will continue with what we do. Yeah. Thinking in a diverse way about where we get our business and how we get our business. Yeah. And how yeah. we spread the firm's reputation and name. Yeah, and who we're attracting, you know, like exactly. the, the bringing in new people into the business. Yeah, it's exciting time, especially because I think it's, you know, yeah, as you mentioned, a few more people or law firms are starting to get into it. Um, but but this, it's still a you know a wide open uh, field, especially in the in the law law space. We we deal with a few more law firms up in uh, Auckland and stuff like that now, and and you can definitely see the potential. Um, for some of these firms are now starting to grow because of it you know digital has definitely changed the game I remember being in a meeting once with with a law firm and they were like we don't even have yellow pages we don't need it because you know we're so good and I thought wow what an interesting mindset that is and Mm. I'd love to be your competitor (laughs) you know where I think a lot of law firms and probably people like you that taught me this is that a lot of law firms talk on their websites about how good they are yes and people don't care about that they care about what you can do for them yeah and how you can help them solve their problems. Yeah. So I've tried to change, when we rebuilt our website last year, tried to, and you helped us with that yeah. by putting us into the right people. Um, you know, we tried to change that whole focus on the text on that. Yeah. To, this is what we can do for you. Yeah. This is how we can help solve your problems. So important. And I think um, it's one of the big levers that you can actually um, use in, in writing copy these days, that, that you can actually, if you can understand what people are going through and, and really understand their problems, um, and to a point where if you know them better than what they actually do, you know, you, you'll, you'll build that know, like, and trust faster because someone goes, oh, this guy, this guy gets, gets me, you know, this, this company understands me um, versus trying to be, you know, making you want them to be under, you know, understand you, you know, it's, it's, it's such a, it's a different way of thinking um, mm. and it's the polar opposite of the way everyone else does it, which is why it works. And to go back to one of those things we talked about much earlier on in this when we talked about direct marketing. Yeah. And when I did that little campaign, which we sent out to hundreds and hundreds of people who were described as being retired. Yeah. Okay. Now, that one of the sayings I remember you saying to me is to sort of get inside that conversation they're having yeah. in their head and talk to it. Yeah. And that was really easy to play on that conversation yeah. for people that are retired because they worry about what happens if I go into care totally. and I might lose my house. Yeah. And that's why we got such an amazing hit rate of yeah. people taking up the free opportunity we offered them to come yeah. and meet with me. Yeah. I, 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 look, I was the, you know, talking to some people yesterday and I said, look, you want to deal with uh, first home buyers? How much do you know about them? And they were like, oh, they're this. And I said, well, I said, well actually, you know, ask this person here who, you know, one of our, one of our staff. And I was like, you know, 
you don't actually know anything about them. So the best mm. thing you could do is go and buy uh, lunch for 10 of them and, and talk to them about it, you know, actually understand their real problems. A lot of times people will market, market their business, mm. um, you know, without really understanding what that person is sitting there thinking. Um, and that was the beautiful thing that you did. You kind of, you, you knew the problems uh, and you, well, we used that formula. I'm pretty sure we used that was the pasta formula, problem, aggravate. So you identify the problem, you aggravate that problem, you provide a solution, you have testimonial proof, and then you give us some action. And that call to action was a sweet little, hey, come and have a, a conversation. Free conversation. Yeah. And there was, I smiled when you said the word aggravate, because I think my heading was reasonably inflammatory. Yeah. It kind of implied that they might lose the house. Well, you know, because um, it's true. Good marketing good marketing's about, um, you know, I always remember Mal Emery telling me, um, you know, how vanilla are you being today? You know, marketing's not being about being vanilla. You, to some degree in that, especially in direct mail, you've got to get attention. You've got to polarise. You actually have to, he always talked about, you know, think of someone on the couch, you know, lying on the couch, um, not wanting to move, and they're going to open your letter. What are you going to get them to do to take that action? Um, and, you know, those people had a they had a real problem, and the mm. cool part about it is you're giving them you're giving them some education by giving them some th- something to read, but then you're extending the arm, you know, to to hey hey come along first versus hey if you want to talk to us you're going to have to pay us you know and mm. and that whole that whole model you flip the whole model which is that's why it worked as well right because people have a problem and you're giving them some opportunity to start with. Yeah, and without wanting to sound like too much of a groupie of yours, I mean, I've been to a lot of your seminars. Yeah. And even though I sometimes say to you, is there anything you think on, should I, should I be coming to this? <laughs> always say yes. And generally speaking, there's always one little nugget that I take away mm. that I can then apply. And I like to learn and understand, even though I don't want to do the implementation. Like yeah. I learned yeah. after I went to one of your seminars, I went and I researched on Facebook to find out all about uh, lookalike audiences yeah. and building those audiences and how you do that. Now, Liv does all that, or your yeah. staff do that, but, yeah. but I like to understand how it happens. Yeah. And the other thing I've always, uh, a takeaway that I've always had is about um, the, um, the saying of yours, influence through education. Mm. Giving away a little bit of information to influence people's thinking and to put yourself out there in the market as an expert in the area. Yeah. Give something for nothing to actually then try and build confidence that yeah. these people after a few touches think these guys know what they're talking yeah. about, we'll contact them. Yeah. And I'm sure that's had, had an effect. Yeah, because the the what well, has had an effect, the way you've done it as well, you know. And then look, I always find it interesting and I remember um, speaking at that law conference uh, and and how many people had done property transactions, right? And the the knowledge they have in the room yeah. But to flip it to that and say, hey, okay, if you might have done forty property transactions this month, but someone coming to see you is doing it for the first time. There's a totally different feel of someone who's confident knowing what they need to do versus someone coming in thinking, man, is this, is this, am I getting it ripped off here? Am I going to get charged in six minute intervals? You know, will the property actually transact on the day? There's so many conversations they've got running through their head that if you, if, if you then just flip that and, and gave them some of that information in advance of them ever seeing you, how better positioned you are, right? And it's, I find it, well, companies and businesses that are prepared to have influence by giving you know value first generally mm. get a better client showing up. You know, recently um, there was a law society thing. Scott, sorry to cut across you, but I was thinking about it. We get a, a daily publication. Yeah. 
telling us what's happening in the law and there was this article I wasn't sure whether to feel highly annoyed or proud there were, it, it quoted 22 law firms apparently around the country who are doing fixed price guaranteed conveyancing and yeah. I thought well you didn't mention me and I've been doing that for yeah. seven years now yeah. and that's part of the reason for our success is because I've got a standard email pattern that I send to people and uh, who are first home buyers, or home buyers full stop, but particularly first home buyers, just telling them that we are different. We don't record time. We don't set budgets. Yeah. We will offer you a fixed fee. And what's more, not only will we offer it, we'll guarantee it. Yeah. And it, yeah, and, and we do. We just, if someone says to me, oh, that's not the price that you quoted me, then I just go, right, we'll change it. I yeah. apologize. Yeah. It must have been a miscommunication between me and one of my staff. Yeah. And, uh, and that, they tell their mates. Yeah. How good's that? Just doing a purchase for someone at the moment who's referred by a sister and they tell their friends and it's great. It's the best form of word of mouth marketing. Yeah. Another form of marketing. Another form of marketing, right? Yeah. Yeah. It all comes together. And and obviously, you know, you've learned that over the years, you're staying in the game. Um, How how have you found like, um, you know, like obviously with earthquakes and stuff, you were in town. Mm. Uh, you've now moved out. How, how do you feel that's affected? Like you've moved, you've moved to another area. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel that it's affected the firm in any way from a marketing perspective, or it's because you're out on the internet? It, do, it doesn't really matter. Earthquakes were a really interesting time, of course. And mm. actually, I did another thing that I wouldn't have done if it hadn't been for meeting you and Phil Benoit. Yeah. In the days after that earthquake, I bought a domain called theredzone.net.nz right. and yeah. I formed a little website. Yeah. Built the little thing on a free uh, WordPress theme <laughs> and offered a three half hour consult yeah, and picked up my old firm, picked up 31 new clients yeah. at three grand a pop out of me doing some was effectively yeah. free advertising on my yeah. time. That wasn't the question. The question was about moving to the burbs. I find personally, because you know, I often say to clients, we would use pre-earthquake we would have sent someone off to on foot to go and pick yeah. up keys after a settlement now post-earthquake lawyers are spread from Rolleston to yeah. Sumner all over the town and I personally wouldn't want to ever go back to town yeah uh, I like it out here where we are and I think from a client perspective nobody seems to mind we have people come across from Brighton and yeah. Sumner to see us yeah and I even said to one of them, once you realise you're probably passed about 30 law firms on the way here. <laughs> and the fact of the matter is they don't mind because no. they've built that relationship built relationship. So personally, I think the, the fact that law firms are now all over the place, it's fine. People accept that. Yeah. Um, and are you using more technology like with, with, you know, meeting people online and stuff like that? Is that Yeah, still- yeah, we had to last year. So now it's uh, like last week I had a, a Zoom meeting with some people. Google, I don't even know a lot of the audio-visual yeah, yeah. teams. Um, <laughs> you know, FaceTime, another yeah. regular, depends on people who've got the right device. Yeah, um, yeah, that's become the new norm. Uh, the other things that we're having to get to grips with are things like DocuSign, yep. digital signing of documents. Yep. Um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a different world for the next generation of lawyers. Yes, yeah. where do you where do you see the the law going and, and like maybe even marketing of a modern law firm? Where do you see that? Like, do you, you know, you you're obviously curious in in, in, in the marketing. You you've done quite a lot of stuff. So, have you started thinking about that at all? Or mm, not so much. But I think I I like to take my lead. That's another reason why it's great for us to keep involved with a business like yours because yeah. you do your seminars and you provide us with the opportunities and I go and I hear things and I come back and I report to people. Uh, I think the answer for me will be wherever, because Facebook, I think, lost a massive amount of uh, users. The crazy part Um, is there's more people on the platform 
in the in the latest round of quarterly results than ever been on the platform. 1.9 billion people on the platform. The interesting part there is their revenue's gone down for the first time in in their history, but well, not in their history, but but it's down. I think around 14 percent. That just tells me opportunity. You know, mm. more people on it, and the advertising costs are less. So, I know that I've asked you, for example. Where do we see TikTok yeah. as as a platform yeah. for advertising? And you know, then you start to think, is that an appropriate platform to be advertising a law firm? Yeah. And again, I'll be guided by the experts. Instagram. I know that we uh, were proactive enough to ask you that question when one of our staff said that they'd noticed another law firm yeah. doing a lot of work on yeah. Instagram. And should we be doing that? Yeah. Um, so I think the answer is that, well, as long as I'm here, that we will gravitate in whatever direction we need to. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think there's some really opportunities uh, with with um, uh, Performance Max, which is a Google product that's, that's just being rolled out. It's a it's an AdWord product, and it's very it gives you the ability to see in a lot of places. Like Google had a had a problem with their well, pretty much ninety percent of their network wasn't being effectively used. Um, now with the Google Max product or Performance Max. Um, uh, you can get in front of a lot more people um, and it's a lot less clunkier than it was. Uh, see, so the future for for businesses definitely that want to play in that space is there, uh, especially because they, you know, they, they, they across email, they're across um, Google Maps, they're across a lot of sites, with, uh, YouTube, etc. So you know, there's some huge bit of power there. Uh, and then I think the next big play for a lot of uh, businesses like yours is definitely in that Google local space. Yeah. Uh, we're bringing out a brand new product called Google First. Um, show up where your customers search first, and it's and it's really honed in on local. Yeah. Um, as more and more people want to shop local, um, so there's some real there are some opportunities. We just employed a TikTok person to come and work for us, and we'll be looking at opportunities for um, law firms. We'll look at what other people are doing. You know, and then yep. go. Okay, well, here's what we can do. Um, I don't. I see what a few uh, real estate firms are doing at the moment on TikTok. I think it's really stupid. I think it's harming their brand. You know, stupid dances and stuff that they're doing. Um, you'd be better to educate people, give value in advance, yep. uh, give some insight. Um, use it as a platform like that versus because um, I think there's only so many dancing people people will watch, and they're all the same dancers. Um, so, yeah, I think it's an interesting time. Um, there, there are some areas that I know I think we could do better and I could do better. Mm. One is LinkedIn. Yeah. Uh, and part of your talk when we got you to come to the Law Alliance conference yeah. was about how people yeah. can use LinkedIn. I know we and I personally don't maximize it. My wife's better at it than yeah. I am. Um, the other area I'd say LinkedIn was the other one I think we could involve oh, video. Yeah. Probably a bit more video. Yeah. I mean, you've helped with that regard by, you know, we do the content and then yeah. Liv and your staff put it out in snippets. If I was marketing a law firm, they're the two things I'd do. You know, and, and recently uh, I've done a LinkedIn experiment. I've posted every day apart from Sunday for the last four weeks. The amount of uh, new business inquiry has been pretty significant. Uh, I shot, I sat down and with a, the video crew that we use, shot 11 videos in, in two hours. They're now going out on a new website you know, so and drip feeding out into social media, LinkedIn and stuff like that. So that's definitely some somewhere that I would invest. You know, LinkedIn is a, is a great platform um, and it's growing and growing and growing. Um, but video, video is powerful because it lets people see you. As soon as people see you, they can build that know, like, and trust faster. They can see your character, that you can build chemistry, and you can mm. demonstrate credibility. Nothing better than being on video. It, it, we, I, I kind of see it as the, 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 um, 
the television six o'clock uh, news mm. reporter effect, right? You know, even though they're reporting doom and gloom, they're actually a celebrity, you know, which is kind of weird in, when you think about it. But mm. that's because most people see them so frequent. And uh, they create that cadence of frequency. So, yeah, that's an area that um, I, w- I would like to hold you accountable more to push you. <laughs> Because you're, you're good yeah. at it, right? And I know that one of the other lawyers that you're talking about in Auckland is quite active in mm. the LinkedIn space. Yeah. I saw one of his posts and commented on it just last week. Yeah, um, yeah. About a certain area of you know property marketing. And I know who you're talking about, one of them anyway. And, yeah. Um, and he's good at LinkedIn. Yeah. Better, better than I am. Yeah, it's a, it's a like he, like he's very good at the, a lot of the marketing, but but he's good at video content and LinkedIn. Uh, the rest of it we take care of, you know, but but uh, that is the real, I think, you know, a real opportunity moving forward and even for the other people in the firm, you know, um, to, to build their business. Yeah, and that, that we're part of the challenge for us is to get more people to be prepared to be in front of the camera. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I wonder whether we should be doing FaceTime Live. You know, I yeah. see a lot of people do Facebook, sorry, live. Yeah. I see a lot of people that do that. Yeah. Uh, Steve's sister does a lot of it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so, so there there are things that we haven't done, even though I think we are reasonably proactive yeah. and we try stuff. Totally. There are still things we can do better. Yeah. So that's a challenge for us. Yeah. I think, um, you know, when you look at the, the you know, I guess the the ecosystem of law firms, it's it's, you know, it's not natural for you to be thinking marketing. You know, you're busy doing everything that you're doing, right? So... Um, it's you know it's, it's easy easier for people like myself who are in it all the time. But I always say to people, hey, I could never write a will, right? So you know, don't beat yourself mm-hmm. up too much. Um, we just you know what I find interesting with you is you've been curious us to to do stuff over the years, uh, which I find um, not a lot not a lot of lawyers are like that. Yeah, I guess I'm probably beating myself up for not doing enough and not taking enough uh, enough opportunities because yeah, yeah. I know there are things that we could do better. But yeah, we probably had I. I of all lawyers in Christchurch, I've probably been a bit more out there than most. Mm. Yeah. Uh, What's a, what sort of mindset do you, uh, like when you're thinking about your business, you know, do you, do you, are you actively reading? How do you, because it's, you're obviously naturally curious, right? To, yep. to under, think Love about. Love to learn. Always, yeah. always reading content, yeah. Yeah. reading books. I think I bought you a book yeah. that really yes. um, spelt, uh, spun my wheels yeah. uh, about just a different, it was by a guy called Owen Eastwood. Yeah. Uh, and um, it was, it was a bit, outside of the topic we're talking mm. about but it was it was an interesting book yeah and how you know the all blacks could probably do with working with him again <laughs> right now yeah um, well mindset right it's huge it's it's yeah and about building part of that team and understanding what you're paying that's quite important for me because we're going through an exercise at the moment where we're looking at our who we are yep what is our mission Nice. Yeah, and and part of that is understanding or trying to build a feeling for people that they're part of something much bigger than themselves yeah and yeah, you know, the challenge with that is that we're 15 years old next April. Yeah. Wow. Uh, 15 years old this April, just gone. Yeah. And so we're not one of these firms that's 130 years old. No. Uh, and therefore, there's not the same history. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, it's a challenge. And as long as I'm doing this job, no matter how old I am, I yeah. will keep wanting to learn. So I read a lot. I listen a lot. Yep. Um, listening on Facebook. I read books. I listen to podcasts i uh, sit in on webinars that i sometimes regret yep. yeah. <laughs> uh, sitting in on um, but i just have a hunger to learn hunger to learn and then to wonder how could i apply that yeah. to 
a yeah. more business. Like one example is messenger marketing. Yeah. You did a very successful campaign for a local restaurateur. Yeah. And that immediately piqued my curiosity and I thought, how can I do that? Yeah. And I remember talking to you and Liv about it and you know, trying to give away something. And the reality is that often law is not really sexy compared no. to giving away your best lamb recipe. No, no, no. no. And, and, you know, <laughs> and that worked really well for Richard. But for me, less so, but still, I'm prepared to give anything a go. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's the beautiful part about marketing, right? Testing and measuring. Knowing knowing what you're wanting to achieve, the outcome that you're looking to get, and then being willing to test and measure. And I always say to people, hey, you're not the marketplace. You don't know. Yeah. You're not buying from yourself, right? So, so you know, give it a go. You know, be prepared to, to, to actually say, hey, I'm going to uh, um, give this a crack, and I'm going to get the right message in front of the right people, and, and if it lands, it lands, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and look... Messenger is uh, is one of those ones that I think uh, it still works and it still will keep working, um, but there's probably a better way to get in front of that target market. Yeah, so look, even if the odd thing doesn't work spectacularly, you don't know until you give it a go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, so what is uh, what does the future look like for you guys? Obviously, keeping growing, um, bringing on new people. That's that's the focus. Yeah, it, it certainly it, it was in the last couple of years. Uh, we grew the size of the firm but equally more importantly arguably i think is that we tried to just take our focus a little bit away from property law and to employ some people in the area of trust law um, family law yep and and looking to build perhaps a present a little presence in the civil litigation sector and in fullness of time employment areas where we haven't traditionally had a big uh, you know, a lot of experience and a lot of exposure. We are trying to broaden our base. Yeah. Which I think in the long term, hopefully, my vision would be that, you know, this will become more of a full service law firm. Yep. So it might ultimately offer a full suite of services yeah. that we now don't. Yep. That's part of a growth for, for firms that have a growth mindset, I guess, you know, like we, we are looking at our premises and yeah. how the opportunity that that provides for us to grow. Yep. Recently took some extra premises. Because we were pretty maxed out at about 38 people. Yeah. They had nowhere to go. Not a single office, not a single <laughs> workspace left for anyone. So we took some extra space downstairs, and that will enable this firm to grow to, you know, high 40s if it has to. Nice. Um, it's and, exciting and, times. And, and if that, it is exciting. I love it. And, you know, I'm prepared to take calculated risks <laughs> to um, to get the right people on board. And, yeah. and succession is huge for me yeah. right now as well. Yeah. Yeah, and bringing those people through, which is which is you know, I was talking to a guy yesterday, a successful business owner, and you know he's he's got his leadership team that he's been working with over the years, and now he's working with the people that are coming in the door, yep. the newbies, and he's and he's actually getting reinvigorated by it, but he's also being able to, you know, um, I guess give them the mindset of what the opportunity is here in that business, yep. uh, which I find you know that's exciting. And you kind of, as a business owner, you have to reinvent yourself like that, right? Absolutely. The most successful clients I've got, I watch the way they, and you've done it. Um, you know, you reinvent yourself to go where the market yeah. takes you. Yeah. And I've seen you do that with uh, different business opportunities over the year, over yeah. the last 12, 13 years. Yeah. And or within the same business, but morphing it to yeah. move in the direction that yeah. the market's taking yeah. you. And that's kind of where I see most lawyers don't really think that way. Whereas I like to think that we will. And and we have got some from within and recently a person from outside the firm, we've 
brought in some younger people who are going to be continuing, mm. I think, to just take the firm in the same direction. Yeah, that, that's exciting. And then spotting those right people. Hey, I'm going to put you on the spot just to finish up. What's the number one thing you've learned about marketing over the years? Oh, it's just to try things, you know, to have Kevin. I've always had an open mind since I met you and I've tried yep. stuff that I never thought I would have tried. Yeah, yeah. And so keeping an open mind and that you have to be consistent and you have to keep it up. Yeah. Um, yeah. uh, consistency is key and and also the the giving away a little bit of information to set yourself up as an expert in your yeah. area. That's yeah. huge, I think. You've definitely done that well, um, you know, and, and, you know, creating those websites that you have positions you as the expert. Well, there's no mistake that you end up getting 31-odd clients, you know, yeah. from an idea, creating a website, and then being consistent with that. I just that, kicked right? myself because I wasn't quick enough to get .co.nz, <laughs> but, but .net.nz for that phrase that was heavily searched. Yeah. Um, I was ranking right up there at number one. Just yeah. And, and i tell you what I did was I took the parliamentary releases and every probably three, four times a week I was putting out press releases where I'd take yeah. um, press releases from Jerry Brownlee or Brilliant. whoever was the minister and yeah. I would rewrite it in my own words yeah. and then I would provide information. I also went and I got on Facebook and I joined all the groups, groups yeah. for the areas like Avondale, Kaiapoi, all the affected areas. I explained yeah. to them I'm a lawyer and I want to provide information to your members for nothing. Yes, there may be some perceived benefit for me. Yeah. And they all agreed, yep, we don't mind you joining. The occasional right. person would comment going, oh, we're allowing lawyers onto our forum now. And I would immediately reply going, look, I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm just providing information. Yeah. And because of the fact that I just provided regular information on yeah. the website and then copied the link onto all these different Facebook groups that I was in, yeah, yeah. the people would just, they'd go to my contact page and go, oh, yeah, I'd like that free half hour appointment. Perfect. I've still got people with 10 years, 11 years later that I'm acting for that I picked up because of that website. Yeah. How good, eh? Like, um, that's the thing, you know, and I, and I think when I, the more and more I get older in business, the more and more I'm prepared to wait to, mm. to, to, to transact business. I don't, I don't need, you know, I think a lot of people nowadays, they, they, when we talk to a lot of people, they're in that 90 day world where they think they, they need to get a result. If, like if they haven't got a result in 90 days, what's going wrong? And it's like, well, you actually need to be prepared to stay in the game and be consistent. And the ones that can't, they're the ones that are going to lose. But that's a great example of you just did some action, gave value first, 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 first. Ten years later, you're still doing business. That's Lots of those people are still clients. How good is that? And, sell, and talking about lifetime value of a client. Yeah. And all it was was a little bit of my time to write yeah. articles yeah. and put them up regularly yeah. that's why it ranked so well because i was putting up <laughs> keyword laden yeah, yeah. content totally without really knowing what i was doing back in, in the day you could get away with that right it was yeah. that's that was the you know but you know the opportunities still exist today to do that type of stuff if you wanted to um you know it's not it's not out of reach you just have to be a bit more resourceful you have to be a bit more um okay where can i win spot the spot the areas where you can actually win yep um and and go from <clears> there <throat> I bought other domains that I've never used, you know, that I've never used properly in the areas <laughs> we've of all trust got our, We've all got a bunch yeah. of unused domains, I'm sure. I think the, the biggest takeaways for me over the last dozen odd years since I first met you and started attending your, uh, your seminars is just the people I've met, the yeah. fantastic relationships I've built with people that I continue to deal with and learn from to this day. Yeah, how good's that? It's great, you know. Met some fabulous people through yeah. that. The, the course you referred to was at the Shirley Golf Course. That's the one. And it was uh, once a month for about 10, 11 months. Yeah. And Mark was there. I was trying to think of other people that I've spoken to recently. Yeah, there's a lot of people um, there, right? Eh? Yeah. And the guy that actually ended up winning the thing, 
Um, can't remember what he did. Uh, Don. Don, he was right. the time watchers and stuff. That's right. Yeah. That's right. The yep. watchman. Yeah. yeah. I met so many cool people. Yeah. Yeah. Chris owned the pool companies and yeah, there was a, this definitely, uh, look, we, you know, we probably should do it again. <laughs> I know we've got a new seminar coming out, so we're pretty excited by that. And we're going to take that nationwide. But, you know, I think, um, you know, just to finish this off, I really appreciate, um, you know, it's always good when someone comes along to seminars. But it's great when someone comes along and then implements it, you know. Mm. And I think that's the that's the standout for me. Otherwise, what's the point of doing it, you know? To, so I appreciate you actually uh, taking some action. Um, mm. And I'll use some of the stories we've just talked about today to say, hey, there's a person who came along, sat in that seat, and ten years later is still doing business because of some of the information you learned. So. And it's the little things that I always write down as the takeaway, right? You'll yeah. always you'll, you'll always end each little segment of your seminars with a wee picture of a yeah. Chinese takeaway, <laughs> and I'll be sitting there scribbling, right, well, I learned from that segment this. Yeah. And I'll come back and I'll say to Steve, I think we should be doing this, and we should ask Scott to do yeah. this for us. Yeah, yeah. And it's, he'll go, why? Yeah. <laughs> I'll go, because I think it might work. <laughs> yeah. Just tell them. Anyway, look, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. And I'm very grateful that I was introduced to you all those years ago. Yeah. Back at Rickett and Bush. Yeah. I can still remember the first event that Scotty brought me along to. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. And, and then through various different iterations of group, Big Cheese. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, we had the marketing magicians and, and yeah, on page one media. On page one, yeah. Yeah. And, and then moving through to your current business. Yeah. Okay. Which is now probably, how many years have you been doing? Seven digital influence, seven yep. years. Yep, and yeah, it's with lots just, to come. Yeah, it's still growing and growing, and and you know, um, excited by by the opportunities. And you'll continue to take the opportunity to move to meet the market to reinvent yeah. yourself. Yeah, we definitely we're definitely doing that now. You know, yeah. there's it's the market's moving again. So you know, we're on top of all of that and what we needed to what we need to do and how we need to help our clients. We always look at technology or marketing. And my challenge to, to for me is okay, yep, this is this is the way marketing's going, but how does a business owner make a dollar out of it, you know? It's my job to actually help the business owner to turn that into money. Um, and whether whether it's TikTok, whether it's Instagram, whether it's Google First or Google Local uh, or Google Max, whatever it is, or video, I'm always looking at hey, how does the how does the business owner actually turn this into money? Um, mm. And look, we will continue to come along for the ride as long as I'm drawing breath. And, and I love the success stories. Like yeah. I, I'm probably allowed to name names because you're yeah. quite public about who you act yeah. for. Um, I've enjoyed the success stories of Little India, yeah. of Novus, yeah. of Richard. Yeah. And some of the techniques that I look at and I think, how can we do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's been awesome. All right, Brent, hey, appreciate your time. I know you're a busy man, so thank, uh, you. thank you. Thank you for being on the podcast. And, uh, mate, I just look forward to uh, helping you guys keep going. Been a lot of fun. Thank you. Cheers. Hi, Scobson here again. Hey, thanks for listening to the Marketing for Business podcast. Hey, we're on a mission to share uh, these episodes with more business people. So please feel free to share the podcast. Uh, Head over to our website, uh, www.getdigitalinfluence.com for more episodes. And we really appreciate you listening. Thanks for your time and have a great day.